Nathan, the online pastor at Parkview, and thanks for joining us for Parkview On The Go. The reason we create this content is to help you take steps toward God. That means regardless of your past or your story, whether you feel like you've been running from God for a while, or you're one of those people who feel like there's nothing left to learn, God has a next step for every single one of us, and we want to help you discover yours. Jesus said in Matthew 6, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. If you're one of the generous givers who makes our online and in-person ministries happen at Parkview, I just want to say thank you for putting your treasure in the same place as your heart. We believe that living generously is truly the best way to live. It's the very character of Jesus. So if you'd like to start supporting the mission of Parkview, or you just want more information about how to set up a recurring gift, go to parkviewchurch.com give. Another opportunity for you to practice generosity is through Parkview's annual Christmas giving initiative. In a few weeks, our Parkview community will overwhelm, in a good way, two of our partner ministries with gifts and donations so that they can better serve the families in their networks. And that's where you come in. No matter where you live, you can join us in blessing our partner ministries in a big way. Head over to parkviewchurch.com slash christmasgiving to find out more information. In a moment, Pastor Tim is going to share some fun details, as if the words fun and details can be used in the same sentence, about Christmas at Parkview. I cannot believe I'm already talking about Christmas, by the way. But before he does that, the band is going to kick things off. Glad you're here. Just one name over 
weekend and the next two because of the surge in cases, obviously. So uh, welcome to some of you who haven't done this before, I think. And yeah, I know it's a little bit different to do church online. Indoor plumbing was different at one point. I'm going to the bathroom in the house. I mean, come on. So I'm doing church online. Yeah, you are. That's what's going to happen. And uh, I have my daughter Lauren here. Don't worry. We've both been tested. We got all our family tested so that we could be together, even though uh, we won't have you know them all together. We won't have grandparents and all that. But uh, we're trying to bridge it as best we can. And I'll, I'll, I'll let you understand why she's here in just a second. I want to tell you right now, Christmas Eve, uh, like I said, uh, I, you know, I don't know how it's all going to go, but we're really, 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 really going to try to have Christmas Eve, and we'll have as many services as we need to. Uh, you can go to Christmas at Parkview.com and Christmas at Parkview.com and get tickets. Uh, that's what we're going to do. We're going to do tickets, and then we'll know if something sells out that you know we can add another service. Because the good thing is, you know, the Eve services start on Sunday, and Christmas isn't till Friday, so we got a lot of time in between there to do a bunch of stuff, and we're just really praying that that's going to be able to happen. So make plans for that to happen, okay? So we're getting ready for Thanksgiving this week, and I'm not trying to be too much of a silver lining guy. I mean, even though I am, um, but, but out of all the bad stuff that has happened in our lives, there's been some good. I mean, mm -hmm. let's just face it. Usually Thanksgiving is this wonderful moment of reflection and family, and then it's like the gun goes off, right? And, and as if your life wasn't busy enough already, the next 30 days are a dead, stress-filled mm -hmm. sprint, and your Thursday, you know, sunshine orange mm -hmm. day goes into Black Friday. I mean, you think about that, that's what we call it. And basically Black December, right? But this year's gonna be different. I mean, you can get up at 4 a.m. and go stand in line at Best Buy if you want to, but they're not going to be, you know, open that early, okay? And, and your work Christmas party is canceled. That's a bonus night. And um, I'm sorry i got to say this, but there aren't any special programs at school. And I know that's disappointing, but it's a little bit freeing as well because none of you junior high band parents have to endure It's a Marshmallow World this year. Did I hear that oh every 
every year so at Mokina Junior High. It's best on the trumpet. <laughs> it, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, you were great in fourth grade. And I do know that it's hard in a lot of ways for a lot of you, okay? I do. I'm not minimizing that financially, you know, sharing workspace, missing Thanksgiving, as well as, you know, some of you have COVID right now, and, and some of you have loved ones that are ill and all those kinds of things. But what I want to do is I try to I want to try to see the opportunity in this, okay? And I've talked to many people who have realized that uh, a lot of those things they used to do that used to seem really important that they when they stopped doing them because of COVID, mm-hmm. they were like maybe they weren't so important after all. Mm-hmm. So our brains are being rewired and reprogrammed in some interesting ways right now. And I want to encourage you to take this a step further and uh, and keep rewiring it this week, okay? Now, here's the deal. The, the most often repeated phrase in the Bible is this, give thanks to the Lord for he is good, his love endures forever. That's and the most popular command is fear not, but the most often repeated phrase is give thanks to the Lord for he is good, his love endures forever. Mm -hmm. I want you to focus on that this Thanksgiving. If there's one thing that's gonna change your black December into green pastures or still waters, it's not gonna be about the shepherd because the shepherd's already there with you. Go back and listen to the series if you didn't hear it all. It's about us, it's about our attitude. Mm -hmm. And Thanksgiving is the key. You see, originally when God created everything, it was all good, it was all right, and everything was there that we needed, and the answer to everything was yes, except for that one place in the center of the garden where God said, you have a choice, you can trust me and live the way I told you to to live and the way I designed you to live, or you can go do your own thing. And so what happens? Satan comes along, he says, hey, Why is God withholding this one thing? Wouldn't your life be better if you had this one thing, right? In other words, Satan got them to take their eyes off of all the good things that they had and focus on the one thing that they didn't have. And isn't that what he's still doing today? I mean, if you don't know this already, the sad part is they went with his choice in their selfishness and lack of gratitude they destroyed everything. And, and Satan does the same thing to us. He's trying to get us to take our eyes off of the good things that we have, the family, the relationships, the opportunities, the provision that we do have, the green pastures, the still waters that are there with us. And he wants us to focus on that valley of the shadow of death. He wants us to focus on our enemies that are out there. And Satan is promising you with his evil dead heart that you'll have a better life if you just get this one thing. And ironically, that's kind of what this whole season has turned into, right? I mean, what do we ask? Did you get what you want for Christmas? It's not my birthday. The only gifts that were mentioned were given to Jesus, okay? And let me just use that right now to say thank you, thank you, thank you to those of you who are still giving to Jesus Mm -hmm. during this this crazy season. I mean, it's been amazing. And um, I mean, like Christians around the world, it's the same at your church. Mm -hmm. People have still been giving and and helping the church move forward, even when, you know, uh, maybe they can't, you guys haven't met yet since March. 
Uh, she's in, in crazy California. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, thank you. And maybe this is the season for you. I want to encourage you as the year ends. Uh, December is our, you know, it's when about 20% of our, uh, our income usually comes in. And that's a big time for us to be able to keep doing the ministry that we're doing. So please don't forget that. It's not about us and what I get. It's about more blessed to give than receive. But the solution, okay, the solution to all of this is to an empty heart is a full heart. The solution to a full heart is a grateful heart. The solution is give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. But how do we do that? And this is why Lauren's here, okay? How do you have Thanksgiving when you feel like it should be called thanks for nothing? And I was having this conversation with you when we were out there uh, for Halloween. And, you know, I mean, she's got two little kids in a 1,300-square-foot house uh, with no family around. And, you know, California's been in lockdown, lockdown. And, you know, got that, that thing going for her. And then you were just having this, this conversation with a friend, and um, you started explaining it to me. I just wanted you to join us today. So... Uh, Tell us about your friend and your yeah. conversation and your life. Yeah, thanks. Um, hey, Parkview. So, yes, I'm in California now. Uh, my home and my first home is, is really you, is here. I'm actually 30 years old, and that's how long you've been at this church. Exactly. Um, I'm married to my husband, who I met at Lincoln Way East, and we have two kids, Olivia and Caleb. Uh, my two-year-old is <laughs> hilarious right now. We were at the park, and we saw this fuzz coming out of the underlayment under the wood chips. And he said, Mama, look, it's a cat. And I said, baby, that is not a cat. And he looked at me and said, oh, bummer, it melted. <laughs> if that thing had nine lives, you just used them all, Clark. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, so So during 2020, um, we've had our share of dramatic days at our house. So there was like tons of, Mama, what are we doing now? Mama, what are we doing now? Mama, what are we doing now? For my four-year-old, um, mixed with like hysterical accusations of you stopped playing with me and you you stopped being Mother Gothel after I'd like snuck into the kitchen for my fourth cup of coffee or when I'd have to like run out of the room because my two-year-old found a marker. Um, we had to keep our, our children out of the hallway, if at all possible, because as soon as Daddy would hear, uh, start a Zoom call and we could hear his voice, mm. my, my toddler would scream, Daddy's home! And would run to the door and pound on the door and start crying. Daddy, let me in, let me in. Um, no way to fix that, yeah. Uh, Loud music. There was loud music oh, all day it? in my house. Yeah. You got Queen going in the background. <laughs> yes. Good. So uh, life was less than stellar. Um, but still, I'm, I'm so grateful that my dramatic days with a D were not traumatic days with a T. Mm. Um, because for some of my friends, they really were. Uh, miscarriages, death of loved ones, lost income, Single mom friends locked up with kids 24-7. That is no joke. Uh, surgeries and a really tough cancer diagnosis. Um, one of my friends who had had some trauma uh, said to me that she feels so done. Done with loss, done with the stress, done with grief. And someone very close to her said, but God will get, never give you more than you can handle. Mm -hmm. um, and and you, have you heard this? Because it, if 
feels like it should be true because we've heard it enough. Mm. But it's actually kind of like smacking someone on the back while they're choking or coughing. And I don't know if you know this, you should look it up, but it it actually makes it a lot worse. It's the worst thing you can do. (laughs) It's worse. Okay. Yeah, so it's like saying, you know, God will never give you more than you can handle makes it feel like, uh, you know, I can't have problems and faith in God at the same time. Right. It's like God is like shaking his head at you like, you just need to get yourself together. God God never said that. It's also like when somebody says, you know, you just need to let go and let God. And I always say, you need to let go and let God what? Punch you in the head? That's what I need to do because those things are not in the Bible. Okay? Right, right. It's bad like, theology 101. Or, or the um, don't worry, whenever God closes a door, he'll always open a window. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like in COVID thinking like, what if I'm on the 14th floor? <laughs> of the Nakatomi Plaza. I know, exactly. Uh, what are you going to do? Seriously, God never said God any never of said that. that. Um, there's a verse I've been leaning on um, that is in the Bible that speaks against these things being true, um, which says, it's Ephesians 6.13, says, Be prepared. You're up against far more than you can handle on your own. Take all the help you can get, every weapon God has issued. Yeah, that's a message paraphrase, but mm-hmm. when you when you hear it said like that, it just makes it make that much more sense. And it's been so important for me to learn in this season, um, and just remembering that despair is all over the Bible, and some of David's psalms, he gets so dark and emo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I talked about this last week. You know, are you in Psalm 22? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Or are you in Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I Mm. shall not want? We're going to be in both of those places. That's Mm. just how it goes. Yeah, so Paul, like one of the most changed followers of Jesus, who wrote part of the Bible, actually claims that in our weaknesses and through the toughest times, we can see God's power and his presence the most. Um, He claimed that our weaknesses, if we admit that they are, (laughs) can connect us to God. Um, So here's what he said. He said, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power can rest on me. Okay, so on this not so bright Thanksgiving week where COVID looms and schools and businesses are shutting down, Again, and hospitals are filling up. Nurses are working 16-hour shifts. We feel this PTSD like building up in us because we cannot go back to last March. No, no, please. And yet here we are. So how do we let God be our strength? How do our weaknesses turn into God's power? Mm. Okay, so fun fact about me. My drug of choice is anxiety. Um, As a side note, anxiety, I've learned this recently, can actually be as powerful in your brain as cocaine. Mm -hmm. This anxiety comes into play the most for me during one of my uh, pre-panic sessions when I stress about... What's a pre-panic session? Mm -hmm. I know. A pre-panic session is when I panic about situations on the horizon so I don't have to panic in the moment. So that would be like worry. Yeah, it's actually called having control issues. (laughs) Which, um, I mean, you guys know who raised me, so can you just give me a break? (laughs) I'm chill, man. I'm chill. Yeah, Yeah. uh uh-huh. Okay, so recently (laughs) on a really, really rough COVID week, okay, one of my future realities got me panicking. Um, It was a tough week with my kids. Olivia had fallen actually just straight out our back door. Yeah. 
because it was open. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she cut open inside of her lip on like the top and the bottom, scraped up her chin, scraped up her upper lip. Oh yeah, my she goodness. Was in bad shape. She was miserable. She was in pain. She could hardly eat. And worst of all, she said that she didn't look like a princess. <laughs> um, and she had to start preschool that way. She did. <laughs> it was hard. She cried on and off all day for a week. Um, her fall coincided with the second week of us potty training my son. Two year old. So someone was constantly crying, peeing, or my blender was running trying to create some kind of concoction Olivia could <laughs> and maybe would eat. Um, I remember one afternoon Olivia was rejecting my ibuprofen like with gusto. And I looked down and Caleb is peeing on my foot. <laughs> And I, it was just one of those weeks where I just sent the like rare but powerful come home <laughs> text to my husband who was super hands-on. Yeah, oh yeah. But was stuck in some really important meetings and had to decline. Oh. Okay, so. And we're 2,000 miles away. Yeah. And so are your in-laws, yeah. Yeah, they're here. I was uh, losing my mind. I felt like I wasn't handling the, my present situation very well. And I, I knew that more complicated situations are around the corner because I, I failed to mention that um, we are in the adoption process. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. More things to pre-panic about. More <laughs> things to pre-panic about. <laughs> but we're excited. Okay. It's the most exciting a leap of faith that Tommy and I have taken since moving to California. Um, I've been knee-deep in learning about what our, our newest member of our family might need from me. Right, yeah. Because um, it could be we've, could be a baby with a drug addiction. It could be all kinds of things you mm -hmm. don't know. Yeah, there's there's prenatal exposures to think about. Mm -hmm. There's early trauma to think about. Um, and there's amazing resources and um, wonderful things. Like, mm -hmm. we've been thinking about what we're equipped with. Um, and... It, it, but it's a, it's a lot to think about, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. So I've been both all in and also on weeks like this wondering, how, God? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so all in because, like, God is going to trust us with another baby. Uh, I'm so excited. What a blessing. Babies. Like, <laughs> motherhood is a blessing. Um, I'm so freaking excited that he will allow me the joy of seeing this child's story unfold mm -hmm. and redemption happen. Um, and healing happen, and how cool that my family doesn't have to look identical and might get to mirror more of the diversity of heaven. Yeah, like, yeah, yes, we are awesome. so excited. Um, but my question of how God, <laughs> after weeks like this, um, was just overwhelming because I was so drained and I was feeling like I was failing all the time. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my kids are emotional. I don't have family near me. No last minute yeah. distress signals to grandparents. Yeah. And, and so I just, I just sat down, my worried butt down, which I should have done a while ago, um, to read my Bible and figure out what God was trying to tell me about mm -hmm. this. Um, I prayed a really simple prayer. Like prayer doesn't have to be complicated, right? I prayed, God, show me what I need. <laughs> and, and I truly thought that he would answer with some kind of self-care regimen. Yeah, gift certificate to a spa. That would have been great. <laughs> I will still accept those. Can I say that? Can yeah, I use can. this platform? Yeah, okay. Um, instead, I had this immediate pressing thought, which is often the Holy Spirit, um, to listen to this book I started called Risen Motherhood. Um, I turned it on. I heard Emily, one of the authors, say this line, 
Uh, we so often worship control and comfort instead of our living God. And I turned it off. We so often worship control and comfort instead of our living God. I wrote it down. This is literally why I was having this pre-panic session because I really felt like I will only be okay if I can control my situation, um, which is hilarious because saying yes to adoption and yes to having children at all means like yeah. very little control. Definitely. Okay, so here's the conundrum. I have no control. I want control. I want to not want control. I want to want to God. So how does a person obsessed with control learn to want God instead? Mm. And then there was a knock on my door. And it wasn't Amazon. It was actually from one of my favorite companies, Lindsay Letters. And it, it was this mug that said, you are exactly as strong as you think you are. It's God that will surprise you. And I thought, if my God wants to show up for me like this by putting it on my sister-in-law's heart in July to pre-order this mug as a random gift for yeah. me and have it show up at my house literally while I'm praying and asking God how I will handle my future situation, then I think maybe he can help me during like the sleepless night so I'm holding his precious child. Right. Or he can surprise me with the strength and, and show up for my family when I can't. Yeah. Um, or touch Olivia and Caleb's heart in the way that mommy can't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, exactly as strong as you think you are. Which is weak. Which is not very. It's yeah. not very. It's God who will surprise you. Yeah. I may be in a dark valley, but God is there. I may be at the table of my enemies, yeah. but God is there. The hardest one for so many during the season is I may be alone, mm -hmm. but God is there. Yeah. But, and here's the big but. I will crowd out God by trying to do it on my own and I will lose sight of him completely if my main goal is control and comfort. That's so true. We're in this season of loss, right? Yeah, we are. We used to be the kind of community that was like, hey, how are you? Oh, I'm pretty good. Yeah. And now we can't even bring ourselves to say pretty good. Yeah, as soon as you have to start having that conversation, your first reaction is to explain what the coronavirus has done to you. Yeah, It's, it's no longer, I'm going to lie and say I'm fine. It's this common thing of, mm. well, how are you doing during this? We all know that how are you doing is a question about how are you doing in 2020. Right. It's crazy. Um, it's COVID war stories yeah, with war strangers stories constantly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the Bible doesn't really just leave us hanging when we ask how. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Um, okay, so Paul said this. He said, let your graciousness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Don't worry about anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition, aka asking, mm -hmm. with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Mm -hmm. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ. Well, we did four weeks on this last last fall when mm -hmm. we thought we had things to worry about. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, it's so important, but that with Thanksgiving thing was, uh, is always, it almost seems like a, you know, a prayer and petition with Thanksgiving. You're like, why is that, why is that in there? Right. I, I, 
I know that a lot of us grew up with like a very formulaic faith that's like, if you do this Mm -hmm. and this, then God will this. Um, But our God is so much bigger than that. So if he's asking us to do something, it's for us. Like God can't handle our our mess and our ugly truths and our shame and our desperation, right? So he's not like, tell me about it, but do it with a grateful heart. (laughs) Like, like we're two. Yeah. Yes, like you're two. No, he's like, practice Thanksgiving so you can experience the peace of Jesus. Exactly. And even more encouraging is this. Paul talks about how God gives him strength to do anything. And I learned this verse as a child. But in this context, it doesn't mean that God is giving him superhero strength to get crap done. Right. It's that he's giving him strength to be content in all circumstances. So let's look at this. Um, I know how to make do with little. I know how to make do with a lot. In any and all circumstances, I've learned the secret of being content. Can you share that, please? Whether well-fed or hungry, whether in abundance or need, Mm -hmm. I am able to do all things through him who strengthens me. And like, It's the opposite of God will not give you more than you can handle. It's life is more than you can handle. It is, yeah. But look to me. Yes, I mean, and and so it's cool because even if my external circumstances are full of grief and loss and should be full of anxiety, I don't want my life to be full of that. Like I don't. I want to invite God to surprise me with His peace and with Himself. Mm. Um, So there's there's one thing that I'm learning through all of this, which is there's something I can control, Mm. um, which is my attitude. I can give thanks. And in doing so, like refocus my heart's desire on Jesus, get his strength Mm -hmm. and be as weak as I am. Yeah, be human. Mm. Yeah, that, we teach our kids to say thank you, right? Uh, I mean, so I, I feel like we need to teach ourselves to say thank you. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's not natural for your kids to say thank you, um, you know, especially Caleb's too. Um, what's natural is complaining. What's natural is, oh, I don't have that. Oh, you know, mm-hmm. I'm Adam and Eve. Oh, I don't, I don't get this. That's what's natural. Mm-hmm. But your heavenly father's not mad at you when you're two and you don't say thank mm-hmm. you. It's just that that brings us into the frame of mind that he knows we need to be in. Yes. Because even if he was completely out of the picture, mm-hmm. all you got to do, you don't have to believe in God if you're listening to this right now. All you need to do is sit back and go, huh, I got this and this and this, and some of my life is okay. You know, mm-hmm. I can be thankful. Mm-hmm. So, so what I'm saying is when you eat something and you realize, hey, my taste buds work. I must not have COVID. You got to <laughs> understand that, you know, that's that's great. You got to say thank you for that. I mean, and, some people lost their taste buds and they're back now. And they're seriously like understanding how grateful they are. Yeah, you don't, you don't understand it until you lose it. And yeah. I think that's going to be true mm. coming out of this as well. I mean, yeah. I, I hate that we're losing what we're losing, but we're going to, we're yeah. going to understand that we're, you know, having a job, having, having money, have, you know, being mm. able to be together with your family, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so when your body reacts, 
reacts normally to something, now you can say thank you. If you had COVID and you got really sick from it, you understand that. And, and when you read a book and your mind follows along with your thoughts, you say thank you. This is working. And when you're able to work and you have a job and you accomplish things, you say thank you. And when you see a sunrise or a sunset and, and you realize the beauty of the world around you, just say thank you. And when your heart beats uh, 10,000 times a day, you just sit back and say, hey, thank you for another day. And when you live in Illinois, but at least you don't live in Green Bay, you say, thank you. Thank you. It's, uh, it's interesting because, um, you know, Psalm 100 says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. And the message paraphrase put that as enter with the password, thank you. And again, it's not, it's not a password like, if you don't praise me first, you can't come yeah. into my presence. It's not like that. It's like, get your mind and your heart in the place they need to be and let me take care of you. So, let me in. Let me in. Mm. Yeah. Thank you, baby. I'm going to pray for us. God, thank you. It's really all we need to say. We are uh, going to give thanks to you this week, even if we can't, even if we're on a Zoom call with our family instead of uh, around the table with them, we're going to, we're going to say thank you to you this week, even if uh, things aren't the way we think they ought to be. And this is the weirdest Thanksgiving we've ever experienced. It's not really about that. It's really about the fact that you are here. You are in the middle and we're going to enter your gates with thanksgiving and your courts with praise. And we're going to fill up with you and know that your power is there and it's available. And we're going to admit when we're weak and we're going to know that, <laughs> yeah, in, in you, we can do all things because you give us strength. But that's not because we're superhuman. It's because you're right there with us. Mm. Um, there's more out there than we can control. So thank you for being our shepherd and our father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In the morning you sing over me. I receive your mercy. Your faithfulness is clear to see. Constant every the sun.
Like Pastor Tim said, Christmas is coming, and we've got big plans at Parkview for both our online and in-person experiences. In case you missed it, here's what you need to know. Next week, we kick off the Christmas season with a brand new teaching series called Playlist, in which we'll take biblical truth from classic Christmas songs every week leading up to Christmas. Which brings us to Christmas at Parkview. More than ever, we are excited about what God is going to do and the people who will find their way back to Him because they encounter Jesus in a whole new way. You can find dates and times for both online and in-person Christmas services at christmasatparkview.com. For in-person gatherings, don't miss this, for in-person gatherings, you'll need a ticket to get into the auditorium at all of our physical locations because that's just the world we're living in right now. And those tickets will be available online, first come, first serve, starting December 6th. And by the way, we don't allow scalping at the doors, so just make sure you reserve your tickets early, okay? Thanks for checking out another episode of Parkview On The Go. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you his peace. Have a great day.